listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur. This week we're going to be chatting about email lists and I have a guest on the show. I'm going to be chatting to Melissa Seidman from Non Another VA. So she is someone that helps TPT sellers write emails, you know, their weekly emails and their sequences and things for their email marketing. So she's got lots of experience writing emails. I've had a few guests on the show previously chatting about how to grow your list, but this week's more about what to actually write in your emails. We're going to talk about things like welcome sequences and weekly emails and stuff, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's get started. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, The first question I was going to ask you, I would just love if you could introduce yourself to my audience a little bit so you could tell us a little bit about you as a person or your experience with teaching or TPT or your VA business, anything. We'd love to hear your story. I've had so many requests of people talking, you know, saying they'd love to hear more people's seller stories and VA stories. And so tell us all about you. That would be awesome. Yeah. So my name is Melissa Seidman. I am a former history teacher from New York and I taught for 15 years history. and I just took a passion for email marketing. I started doing it on the side for myself. And then I started doing it for other people. And I've really dove into everything email. I've taken numerous courses and I just love everything email marketing. My husband used to say I was like so passionate about it that like, that's all I wanted to talk about, which is funny. I just love email marketing. Yeah, it's funny how we tend to get things that we really, really love and we like obsess over. And I feel like I have a few of those things. So I'm glad it's not just me. Um, And it's nice that you have the interest in email because I feel like there's not a lot of people that really talking about email. It's something that so many sellers need help with. So it's it's great that you have that and that you know all about it. That's awesome. That's why I wanted to have you on because I've had one or two guests before talk about email, but they're usually just like a seller sharing their experience. But it's really nice to hear your experience of helping sellers. And we know that, you know, you're writing emails for people and how that works. But the first thing I wanted to chat about was welcome sequences. So just for any of my listeners that are really brand new, like can you break down a little bit about what a welcome sequence actually is? And then we'll talk a bit more about what they are included and stuff. But yeah, like simple really like simple terms what actually is a welcome sequence in the email marketing world like why do you need one and stuff yeah so people join your list through a lead magnet and you make your lead magnet something that is your ideal client that you want to attract to your email list so you make sure that lead magnet is like beautiful has a great graphic and a great visual and it's the attracting the most ideal client to your list so like if you sell k to three resources you don't want a lead magnet that's fourth grade you want a lead magnet that's k to three So once you have that lead magnet, you attach automated emails, some programs it's called a workflow, some programs it's called a sequence, and basically automated emails. So when you're playing with your kids or you're going for a walk or you're going to sleep, these emails go out automatically without you having to do a thing. And they're welcoming those teachers or the clients to your list and showing them what your business is about, why you started your store. I can give you a lot of ideas of like what to include, but It's just welcoming them to your brand and trying to teach them about you and about your business. 
Yeah, so you're not just diving straight into like, here's your freebie and then like weekly stuff. It's like, well, we get to know me a little bit first. So uh, yeah, it'd be great if you could tell us a little bit about what you would include in a welcome sequence, like what kind of information and what people should be putting. And maybe even a little bit of an idea. I know this varies from person to person, but is there a sort of a good amount of emails to send in a sequence? Like, is there a sort of an amount that you go for? That would be great. Yeah. So I always recommend having people go through the welcome sequence before they're added to your regular list. And there's a lot of cool ways you can do that with different providers, but you basically welcome them to your automated emails and then you eventually bring them onto your weekly email list. So I have clients that do anywhere between two emails and like 10 emails. So it really depends on what you want. I usually recommend four is my my general rule of thumb. The first email should be about you, about your business, why you started teaching, what sharing resources around the world means to you, kind of welcoming them to your brand, welcoming them, giving them a freebie, showing them value, and then kind of how to connect. Join me on Facebook, join me on Instagram, follow my pin boards, whatever you want to do. And then that's usually what I do with the first email. And then the second, third, and fourth email, I do the exact same way, but it's really interesting. And I try to think of it as content pillars for your store. So what are four product lines that you really want to welcome them to your brand? So in the email, I offer a teaching, a freebie, and an upsell in the same email. And you do that three separate times. So think of three, the way I describe it to my clients when I work with them, think of three buckets for your business. What are three of your ideal product lines? And those should be your three next emails. So let's say you did boom cards. So teach them about boom cards, give them a freebie about boom cards, and then say, if you like the freebie, you might like this upsell. And my clients are having a huge success seeing the results of the traffic to their TPD store from getting either the freebie or some or even just buying straight up buying the upsell. It's only a short upsell, but that again, it's giving them value, teaching them about it, and then giving them value. So then the second, third, and fourth email are the exact same way, freebie, upsell, and teaching all in the same email. So you're catching people who want the freebie, you're catching someone who wants maybe to save time and save money, or you're teaching them. Yeah, that sounds a lot like what I've heard from many people. Like it's usually sometimes it's giving some freebies. Sometimes you might be selling a certain bundle. Sometimes you're giving tips and hacks. Some people spread them out across emails. But like you know, said, some people put them in one. And I've heard varying amounts of welcome sequences too. My feeling is like three to five is kind of a good amount. I think when I've heard people saying they've got like 10 plus and I'm like, that's a lot of emails. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think there's like a right or wrong with these kind of things. I think you you get to try, see what works for you. So it's really nice to hear what you do. So thank you for telling us a little bit about the welcome stuff. The next question I have is just about more of the weekly content. So in terms of you know, or weekly or fortnightly or monthly or whatever, like the consistent content that you'll be manually sort of writing each time, how often do you recommend as sellers that we should be emailing our list? Like what's your personal recommendation? The most important thing you can do with emails is being consistent. So consistently emailing on a set schedule, whether you're consistently emailing every week bi-weekly, whether you're emailing once a month, the biggest thing you can do is just be consistent with it. I have some sellers come to me, they hire me and I ask them, when do you send emails? Well, I just send them with the sales and no one's going to just buy from you during a TV sale if they've never heard from you and don't know your business, don't know your rapport with you. So I think the most important thing is figure out what you want to do, how to be consistent with it. So set a goal. I'm going to do it two times a month. I'm going to do it every week. I'm going to do it twice a week. I'm going to do it once a month. And then stick with that goal. And I think that's the most important thing. And I'm all about batching. So like saving yourself time, the month 
before we think about ideas for the month ahead. So you batch your four emails, what you're going to do for the month, a teaching, a freebie, an upsell, like whatever you try to do, but plan it. So you're giving a lot of variety. So they're not expecting a freebie every week, but then they're also getting value from being on your list. I agree with that as well. I don't think that there's ever like a one size fits all approach. I would hate to sort of tell people you have to email this many times because we've got some people that are full-time sellers, but some people are busy full-time teachers and, you know, it's not realistic to demand that of everyone. So I like to say that as well, like, you know, pick what suits you, but you have got to commit to it. You don't want to be emailing once a week and then ghost for six months and then do once every month and then change. It's like, you're going to confuse people. And oh, I agree with you so much about the being consistent and not just popping up when you want to sell something like four times a year when there's a TPT sale, because as a buyer, as a user, like if I was getting those emails and that's the only time I heard from you, I would definitely not buy. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. You'd you'd want to just delete the email instantly. Yeah, definitely. So I agree with you so much on that. Okay. So next question, we know that we should be consistently emailing. What kind of things should sellers be writing in their newsletters or their frequent weekly emails, whatever the people want to call them? What kind of content should we be putting in these emails? I think you need to think about your emails as your ideal client. What is the headspace of that ideal client? Right now, it could be talking about Veterans Day in America, or it could be talking about Thanksgiving or Christmas. Look at the seasonal items that come up. And I think addressing where they're at. So like, if you're talking about like, where the teachers are at, I know it's hard because you have people from all over the world, but try to meet your clients where they're at in terms of teaching. So if they're teaching about multiplication right now, maybe that's the time to send a multiplication email. Or if they're stressed out about Christmas coming up and maybe you give them like a resource that's going to take their stress away. And I think that's really important. I encourage teaching emails, but I also encourage freebies and upsells in all of them. So you vary up with what you're going to send your clients, but keep in mind their pain points of where they are. You're trying to solve their problems. So be the solution to their problems. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying about being kind of see if you've got seasonal specific resources, that's good. But even if you just got like math stuff, you can look at well, okay, place value is popular right now. That's what they need. I think you're right. I think it's all about what they need, not what they might want or whatever, but like what are they struggling with right now? that, you know, opening up their inbox, they're going to be so excited that I just sent them this because that's what they need right now. And I like what you said about having the variety too, because you mentioned earlier, you don't want to be sending a freebie every week and then just having these freebie seeker people that just expect that. So having a variety, like I try to sort of alternate between freebies and blog posts and paid products. And I kind of have a bit of a alternating system, but I don't know if you do something like that or is it more all in one? Yeah. Do you alternate? Yeah. Alternate. Yeah. Alternate. Don't keep them expecting. I have clients come to me sometimes where they have like a freebie every week and that's what they've been doing. And you're training your audience to just look for those freebies. You're not training them to be buyers. So, and again, you're there to sell them products, but you also want to build rapport with them. You can't just sell to them every time. You can't just give them freebies every time. It's got to be a variety. Yes. Yeah, so it's like a real balance because you don't want to be that person that's constantly in their inbox multiple times a week or every week just saying, buy this product, buy this product. They're going to resent that, I think, especially busy teachers. But if you send a freebie every week, what motivation is there for them to buy from you? Because they're just going to be like, oh, I don't need to buy. I just get something free every week from you. So having that balance, I think is really important. I totally agree with you there. So the next question, speaking of making money from you know sales emails and things and upsells and stuff, how do you make money from your list? Like, So tell us a little bit about how you would actually draft one of those emails that is fairly salesy, where you're actually asking for a sale from someone, you're not given a freebie. Yeah, some tips for that would be great. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of things right now that's really interesting. We're doing a new product email for some of my clients. They're, they're hiring me to do a special email when they 
post a new product to GPT. They mark it on sale for 50% off for 48 hours. They send the email and I'm seeing a huge success rate on that. We're also seeing a huge success rate sending that second email and then doing sequences. So imagine you got the opt-in of this freebie and then you love the freebie. You get a teaching email and then an upsell and then a hard upsell email. So basically a series of emails trying to upsell that product all track to a UTM code. So you can see where your marketing is going well and where it's not going well. So the idea is that you do like a teaching email and upsell and then a hard upsell. And the hard upsell is kind of like buy it now. This will save you time, giving them exact reasons why this product's going to save them time and take the stress away and putting testimonial quotes in there, which you can use those from TPT right in that email. And then the soft sell is just kind of like, this will save you time. You, this might help you that type of thing. So the sequences are really what's helping people. A lot of people are doing emails where they send a weekly email and then they have link click. Anybody who clicked the link gets a follow-up email saying, did you buy this? This will save you time. So it's kind of like a follow-up email to the hot buyers on your list to make them actual buyers. Yeah. So what you're suggesting is not so much just a one-off email, but maybe doing more sequences and having a bit more of a system. And I think that's probably a good idea because the likelihood is that some of these buyers on our list didn't open that email or the average email, they might not have opened it. Or, you know, if you hear that in marketing that people tend to need to be exposed to things multiple times before they'll consider buying. So if you send a sales email and it doesn't really convert, you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm not ever going to do that again. Like you might need to do that another one that, yeah, hopefully they'll open or hopefully this time they'll be convinced. And so I agree with that. It's kind of reaching them multiple times. That's probably a really good thing. I read somewhere, I don't even know where I read it, but that people need to see your offer multiple times in order to be a buyer. So it's interesting to think about just whether you post it on Facebook or Instagram, and then you get them to opt in and then you give them a sales sequence to go with it. So it's like, that's just completely normal. So it's not, you know, I guess what I'm saying, if anyone's listening, they feel like, oh yeah, I sent the sales email and nobody bought anything was I terrible at writing the email? Is my product terrible? But like, it could actually just be that that buyer isn't ready yet and they might need to be kind of warmed up a little bit, you know? So I think that's something for people to keep in mind that's really important. I was just going to say, yeah, just to clarify a little bit on like when you talked about those upsells, hard sells, soft sells, that kind of thing. When you write the actual like copy within the email, is it about talking about the problem they have? Is it, I mean, how, you know, when you're actually writing it, what kind of stuff are you writing? If you, if you don't mind elaborating yeah. on that. No, that's good. So Usually the first email is a teaching email. So with a slight upsell at the bottom, hey, you want to save yourself time, you might like this product just as a teaser to the email. And then the second email is a problem. You list the problem that they're facing, whether kids are not learning multiplication facts or if they're not learning the right sight words or the science of reading or whatever you're doing. And then the solution is this will save you time. It's just a check it out. Here's a photo of the image. Here's a link to with a button to click it, to buy it. And then say, P.S., if you have any questions, please reply to my email, check it out if you have time, and then put that link in multiple times of that email. And then the third email is the, the hard sell. So this will save you tons of time. I usually put a GIF and I put, this will save you tons of time. And this is what's going to be the most efficient thing with this product in your classroom. So give them bullets of how this is going to be helpful to them. And then I put don't believe me, read what others have said. And you can put testimonials right there because you have these testimonials on TPD, you might as well use them and repurpose them into an email. And then you put a button at the bottom and that's how the hard sell goes. Oh, I love that. That's really good. It kind of builds up gradually. And the first one, maybe the first email they're getting isn't really pushy. It's more just like, you might like this. I kind of like that. So you're gradually warming them up. That's really good. You've given some really great tips. So I'm really, really grateful for that. 
Before we wrap up, I would love to ask where we can connect with you. So places like social media and things like that, or a website, I will put links in the show notes, but just so if anyone wants to work with you for email marketing, or they want to learn more from you or just connect with you, that would be great. Yeah, I have a great, I started it two years ago and it's really taken off. I'm really proud of what it's happened, but I have an email marketing Facebook group. It's called email marketing for teacherpreneurs. There's 1.2 thousand followers, which I'm really happy about. And then you can find me on Instagram at not another VA. And then my website is not another VA.com. Yeah. So there's lots of places for people to work with you and check out your tips and stuff. That's great. But thank you again for joining us. I'm so grateful you were able to come on and share your wisdom. So I am really grateful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode. I think it was really great to chat about email marketing and for Melissa to specifically give lots of tips about what we can be writing within our emails. Now, I will put links in the show notes so you can connect with Melissa and check her out on Instagram and her Facebook group and everything. Also going to pop a link in the show notes to my email list. So if you'd like to kind of see how I send emails, if you're a little bit nosy and curious, you can check it out. I send weekly emails to TPT sellers. Sometimes I include little memes, I tell funny stories and things, obviously talk about my weekly podcast episodes, but you can kind of get an idea about how I'm writing emails and that might help you in some way. So definitely sign up and check it out if you are nosy. I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.